Welcome to the RPG Design Panelcast. This podcast presents the very best recorded panels and seminars with regards to role-playing game design and publishing. This podcast has been made possible thanks to the generous contributions of the panel speakers and of Double Exposure with their amazing game design convention, Metatopia. Episode 127, How to Playtest 101, recorded at Metatopia 2016, presented by Darren Watts, Jeff Tidball, and John Adamus. Your topic? Uh, I, it can be, but if you you're, well, you're no, the one who brought notes, I didn't. Uh, so. You brought I, notes. It is because <laughs> I was just going like, to. This is just to avoid embarrassment in the oh, event. Oh, like okay. I don't need to. You take didn't have over a, this You stuff. didn't have like an opening monologue. No. That you wanted to do. You don't have a strong fifteen to open us with. <laughs> no, please do. Actually, yeah. Thank you so much, because otherwise we'd forget. Last year was the first Metatopia that I had come to. The year before, I attempted to come to Metatopia, and it didn't work because my wife got pneumonia and the flu at the same time. Ooh. And so I stayed home to Wise. <laughs> keep track of the kids who were actually surprised later in the week to see her in the living room again. <laughs> nice. Um, but last year, the first uh, panel that I came to was about... Um, giving and receiving feedback, which is super apropos for a, a show like this. So I think that this is a great topic to kind of begin Metatopia on. Totally. Absolutely. Right. It's what got us up in the morning for this. So, <laughs> so you're like playtesting a Friday at this time. <laughs> is it Friday going to work? What happens if we uh, stay so up super do do late? Some... Does Friday break? Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> Especially if it's three or four days in a row now. Uh, so why don't we quickly introduce ourselves yeah, that'd be great. for this. Uh, I'm Darren Watts. I'm a senior staff here at the show for this. I actually uh, put together the panel and seminar track. Uh, when I am not doing that, I am a game writer. Uh, I used to own Hero Games and Indie Press Revolution. I have gotten out of the owning things business now, and I am back doing freelance stuff for Doctor Who and a couple of other different companies. And I have a Kickstarter going right now uh, for Golden Age Champions. Uh, I'm Jeff Tidball. I uh, am the COO at Atlas Games. Uh, we make Gloom and Once Upon a Time and have some RPG lines, Ars Magica and Unknown Armies and Over the Edge. Um, I have left the gaming business forever two different times. <laughs> it Welcome did back. not stick either time. I also do a fair amount of other freelance uh, design and publishing. Uh, Will Hindmarch, who is also here, he and I have a an imprint called Game Playwright Press, and we do nonfiction books about games and stories. Um, and I do uh, I, the Doctor Who Time Clash game that Cubicle 7 is just releasing now is my design. So I like to work for lots of different people and work on lots of different kinds of projects because I think that that makes people smarter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm John Adamus. I'm the writer next door. Um, I am primarily an editor in this industry. I've worked on things for Evil Hat, for Pelgrane, for Wizards, for Hero, for everybody except Cubicle 7 and Atlas. Uh, things you might have seen me in are uh, the Dresden Files role-playing game, uh, 
a lot of the fake core stuff, um, Dracula dossier, that kind of stuff. Pretty much all the biggies in the last two or three years I've had some kind of fingerprint on because I edit. Right. Yeah. So the topic uh, is specifically how to play test. And, uh, you know, part of that is I think it's... Uh, I think a lot of what we're going to be discussing for this is how, how you guys, uh, especially if you are new to a show like Metatopia, can kind of, like, provide from your side the most value uh, to the people who are here with brand new, you know, incomplete games that they're looking for some feedback on. Um, so how many of you have actually done playtesting in any kind of, like, formal setting before, you know, like, providing feedback to game designers? Okay. Yeah, and right. this is, like, has half. been yeah. the experimental monkey and also has been the scientist, right? Because there's right. two sides, kind of. And we're mostly talking here about being the experimenty. Right, yeah. The well, playtest yeah. victim. Right, the victim, zero. exactly, right. <laughs> so, yeah, so, you know, some of the things we want to kind of, like, hit on are, you know, like, going into it with the right mindset of, like, being, you know, like, trying to provide, like, the, the, the best value to the designer. Um, but the first thing I want to, like, throw out, and this should obviously go without saying, but somehow it doesn't always all the time for it, is to remember when you're doing this um, to be kind, right? Metatopia is a community of people who are working together on this. We're very proud of what it is that we've built over the last five, six years doing this. Um, and every designer that we bring here is bringing, you know, the fruits of their labors for this. They're bringing stuff that they have put a great deal of, like, energy and you know, thought and love and care into doing. And yeah, they're not done. If it was done, they wouldn't need to be here for it. Uh, but they very much, they've put an awful lot of work into this. So the first thing I would remember is like, you know, like remember that you're part of this community. You guys are providing an unbelievably valuable service to the designers. And when you're doing that, you know, as best you can, be respectful, be kind, be gentle, be supportive. And then go ahead and tear their game apart, right? And do that kindly and supportively, you know, like, as you're doing it. So, you know, we'll just kind of, like, take that as a given, oh, yeah. uh, you know, going forward as we kind of, like, discuss more specific stuff. But that's always, should always be kind of the first principle. Yeah, and that's what editing is like, right? Yeah, that's exactly what editing is like. Editing's job is a post-playtest function where uh, I have to think like the reader. I get to think like the player, the person who's going to see this text off the shelf, like, at the store, in my hand, I have to think like, well, I'm going to play this. What do I have to do? I think to follow the idea of being kind, it's really, really critical to remember, especially in early playtesting, that you've got to serve as broad an audience as possible. This is not just your game. And so, so many people fall into a trap where feedback can be given with this sort of invisible preface of, if I were making this game, dot, 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 and then they deliver their feedback. And that's not necessarily the most kind nor helpful strategy right. when we're looking at specific criticism or specific, like, I think this might work better if. It's, it's not about making what's going to totally please and satisfy you because you're not the only person, presumably, who's going to, like, trade money for this object. That, that's got to be kept in mind, I think. And I think it's conceivable that you are not even one person who would trade money for Absolutely. that object. Right? Absolutely. Um, depending on what your playtest play context is at Metatopia or outside of it, right? you might wind up playtesting all kinds of games that are just not your thing. And that is fine, I think, 
and you can still offer valuable feedback about that, in my opinion. But what what it comes down to being able to do a good job in those situations, in my opinion, is finding out what the designer intends for the thing that they are making and then doing your best to talk about whether it meets those goals from your perspective, right? So if you would not ever play a Warhammer-style paint a gigantic army of fighting people and send them to a table with terrain that it took you a season to build and so on, you can still offer feedback on whether a game meets the needs of those people, even if you would not spend $1,000 and 200 hours making it. Right. Um, you can still be but, a data point. But you can't... You can't say to the designer, well, this game is nothing at all like Scrabble, so... <laughs> and and that, that, I think, is a good way to... Like, review games. A playtest is almost like a review in advance, sort of, I guess. But that's sure. a good way to conduct reviews, is to try to figure out, well, what... What is Michael Bay attempting to do in this movie? <laughs> Blow things up. Did, did he, in fact, get that done? And then you can move on to, is that worthwhile or valuable to society or whatever, and lay into sure. him at that point. Sure. But I'd like be happy it, to. It is difficult to critique him for making the movie he was trying to make. Yeah. And, and same and thing with game design. And was paid a great deal of money to make. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly yeah, so. Exactly. But so to get after a designer for, for making a, the game that they wanted to make is like I guess at best pointless yeah right there's an underlying um, I think premise is the word I'm looking for at this hour of the morning where uh, you've got a it's okay to ask the designer hey what kind of feedback are you looking for do not you, not just okay. I think it's vital. Yeah, yeah I'm right. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, an experienced. Well, it's early, and I'll, I'll strengthen my verbs as we go. Sure. The, an, an experienced designer will hopefully begin their playtest with "This is what I am trying to do in the next two hours." And it's not just like mechanically. Like I need to know if the combat system works, or I need to know if the card passing mechanic works. That's good too. But it's, it can also be in terms of what you're trying to evoke emotionally, creatively, thematically, etc. So it's okay to ask like. What kind of feedback are you looking for? Do you want me to totally poke everything with a pile of sharp sticks? Or do you just want me to start in one spot and kind of radiate around? Yeah. <laughs> I know you've got a no, list. So, right. It's no, okay to have no, a list. Absolutely. Also, though, I, it is... What did you guys come into this hoping to learn about playtesting? Because we can also veer to stuff that is actually most interesting to you folks. I mean, I'm actually a designer. I thought this was going to go like two sides of this coin, which is still valuable. We can sure. make it that. From my perspective, knowing what information to provide to testers when I walk when they walk in the room. Oh, I, I think I can answer that. Right. Yeah. So uh, I ran. I, I I didn't solely run, but I was I was sort of uh, deeply at hand for the playtest for uh, the Dresden uh, LARP that didn't go. But I got a real like hands on. Like this is how you do it. So material to provide playtesters was your question. Material like what stuff do you give them? Guidance. Guidance. Okay. So uh, depending on your size of playtester pool, right? Like if you've got enough to have two groups. Split your split your material that you've got questions about in half. Split it equally among groups, but have the group be different and distinct, so that you're not looking at multiple repeats of everybody going, "I liked that mechanic," because that's while that's accurate and good, and it certifies that the mechanic is strong. You, do you really need eleven people telling you that when six already did it? 
So I would, I would take a look at what you highlight as your possible red flag areas. I have questions about X. I have questions about Y. And focus a group specifically individually to that. So that when you tell them, like, all right, you're going to go play test my game, lean heavy on this thing or that thing over there. Right. Not to the exclusion of everything else, but make it a, a primary focus. And whether that turns into, like, most everybody does this through email. Like, hey, you're going to go play test my game. Thank you so much. I'll send you alcohol or food or something. Uh, here's three bullet points I want you to look at. And if they do come up, if they don't come up, and then other notes kind of follow after your primary stuff. Um, just to help organize. And the more organized you can be in the collection of that data, the easier it is for you to go back and revise. Because if you have to sift through, because you know 644 comments earlier somebody said something, the more you can kind of scale it and break it down into chunks, even if you've got to make like a grid or a template and say, fill out this feedback form. There's nothing wrong with that. Anything that helps you sort and sift through the data, making it easier for you to get back to revisions so that your editor, hi, doesn't yell at you is awesome. And when you're from the other side of that, kind of take advantage of the, you know, uh, like you said, the, the, the coins of it, when a designer has provided you with that stuff, when they have told you what that focus is that they have, assuming that they have one for it, and once again, keeping in mind that any good designer is testing these games over and over and over again forever, uh, stick to it, right? I mean, like when they have asked you for that feedback, there are there are ways to kind of like put the other notes that you want to discuss about the game in there, but be sure in your comments, in the discussion afterwards for it, to yourselves, the playtesters, focus on what it is that the designer told you up front they wanted, you know, out of the uh, out of the experience for it. Make sure that you're kind of, you know, on point and paying attention to what it is that they have told you, and that should be your first set of comments. Right? Is did this in fact this part actually work? Was this in fact actually satisfactory? Was I distracted by this or whatever? And then you can then kind of like say at the end, ideally, oh, and by the way, I also noticed this other thing, you know, or I had this other experience for it. Um, but keep in mind, you're you're you, like I said, you're a data point for this, right? There, the designers are collecting this from a large number of people, and they need to be able to manage that. So be as manageable as possible, you know? A part of that that I think is extremely important, and it may be the most critical thing that I would tell anybody about either running playtests or being a playtester, um, is how important it is to talk about and focus a playtest session on what your experience of the game was as a playtester and not about what solutions you would like to right. pitch in order to solve that experience or problem that you had. Um, I was at a protospiel in Madison two weekends ago, and I noticed this bad behavior, bad behavior, behavior that I don't think is super productive all the way around that room all weekend. And I think that it's in part because that's a gathering of game designers almost entirely, right? Much like Metatopia, but maybe even more so at a protospiel event where it's designers coming together with prototypes to play each other's games and right. offer feedback. And, I mean, I'm here to tell you, you can make a crap ton of progress on a design in an environment like that because you can play it a lot with people who are knowledgeable about lots and lots of games. But because everybody in that room, for the most part, is a designer, they 
want to move immediately from, or, or there was this tendency to move immediately from, I had experience X, which I feel was not ideal. Here is how you should change the game to make experience X different. Right. And, and would even just skip over this discussion of experience X and be like, okay, so this game needs a bidding mechanic for this because that totally doesn't work. And it's, it's the designer's job to design the game. And so for sure you can... I guess your, your, your best self as a playtester is to offer your experience of the game and talk about how it made you feel emotionally or how you were frustrated because you could not do this strategic thing or it was hard to hold that many cards all at once or whatever, right? So the feedback is it was hard for me to hold 24 cards. The feedback is not necessarily this game needs a rack or hand size should be three or whatever. Because right. I think you can There's have a, a place for that, but it is a much less useful uh, uh, thing. Like, it's the, the goal is to identify the problem and, you know, like, discuss the problem. It's not to solicit hundreds and hundreds of, like, you know... Responses of like ways that it could be fixed. Uh, um, interrupt here for a second. Just be aware the panel is being recorded. Uh, if you don't want the panel on the internet, please give me a yell, Andy. I'm on the website, uh, and just don't say anything you wouldn't want on the internet. Yeah, sure. Okay. Thank Good you, advice. Andy. Thank you, Andy. Um, but is that is that kind of discussion, like especially in a game design conference context, is that kind of discussion inappropriate at a playtest? It, it, I don't think inappropriate is the word. It's just it's less valuable, so like save it for later in the discussion. Make sure that you hit the important part first, right? Like the identification of the problem, the identification of your experience and that sort of thing is kind of like primary over the discussion of like possible ways to solve that, right? So like make sure that we actually get to that and don't get sidetracked. Don't let a group of playtesters get sidetracked, for God's sake, about arguing over what the solution of the problem is, right? Because then you'll never get to the rest of the stuff. Or like where... All of these are on some sort of a time limit. Where know? the group of playtesters gang up to become a brainstorming session about right. how you could fix yeah. the one thing. Right. Which can be very frustrating if you don't agree that that's a problem or if you don't want to go in that direction because you're making this game instead of that game. Right. Um, yeah. But, uh, but sometimes... It will, as a playtester, and I found this, this happened to me a couple of times at Metatopia, where I had an idea for how the game should be different, and only in talking about that for 30 or 40 seconds could I actually get back around to what was sure. my experience. Um, right. I'm not, I'm not saying don't do it right. at all. It's not forbidden for but, it. It's but that can be... Put it, make sure it's in the right place in your head and in your list of things that you're providing. A useful way that you can get back to describing your experience maybe starts with how you think the game should be different. So you can either have that part of it in your head, right. or I, I said this out loud two different times at Metatopia, or at, at Protospiel. I apologize for pitching a solution, <laughs> but here, <laughs> right. I realize that is bad behavior. Here is my solution. Okay, now that helps me understand. Here is my issue, or here was here is my feedback about my experience. Right. Now, let's suppose you didn't want to be as diplomatic or as charitable. Let's say you're more like me than Jeff. <laughs> the, the, uh, I, I've, um, I'm working on my own game. It's called Noir World, which is basically film noir meets apocalypse world. And uh, it, I've been, I've played it I've had 400 people, 403 people play it and say wonderful, delightful things and horrible, terrible things. And uh, 
two practical pieces of advice, is, advice I can give you. Uh, there's nothing wrong with uh, finding a pen in your back pocket to have to write down feedback while someone tells you stuff you don't want to hear. And then mirroring that is, oh, hang on, I totally want to write that down. Give me one second. And then you start writing down the good feedback while they're giving you the stuff that just let it sail over your head. The, the other point is um, both as a deliverer of feedback to be aware of and a receiver of feedback, there is nothing gained in your getting defensive about right. the feedback, like whatever material you're getting. Yeah, most playtesters are and should be sensitive enough to understand that this is a very personal thing to you. You've worked very hard at this. This is, you know, you, you've made sacrifices. You, you've really worked hard. This is personal to you. And giving you feedback, I didn't like this, this didn't work for me, can be received as some sort of like bashing with a hammer to your skull. That can be very aggressive. And they don't mean it to be. Like We talked earlier about being kind. But right. even in delivering kind information, it can feel threatening. It can feel like, well, well what, what, what do you mean? I mean is it, and they take it a step further to say, well, if you didn't like my thing, you must not like me. And that's, that's not the case. They just didn't particularly like the fact that they have 24 cards in their hand. It's, it's about being receptive. You need one of those chip clip things, kind of turn upside down. Uh, you, need, you need to be, it's, it's about being receptive rather than defensive. Even if you completely think that the person should go sit in a corner for what they just said, let them say it, and then you don't have to do anything about it. You can just let them go, uh-huh, that's awesome. Thanks so much for letting me know. That's the life. If you hear me say that, you know that the person I'm talking to, I'm just blowing past <laughs> and then you, you just go on about your day because you don't have to take every piece of feedback as though it's etched <clears> in stone <throat> and it is the perfect solution to whatever the problem might be there's no reason to get defensive and it's hard it takes practice yeah yes sir in the front row and then we'll grab that guy in the back row who's been waiting patiently well i just want to i really appreciate that advice um as a new game designer when i started play testing my game mm -hmm. i very much so had this is question, but you can reinforce it, hopefully. Um, I very much so went in with a kind of listening standpoint of, like, they're going to tell me what to do, and I'm here to, like, take it. And yes. lately, I've been kind of doing more of, like, collaborative, kind of thinking of ourselves more on an even footing. Well, there's no reason to think you're... I don't mean to interrupt, Jeff. I'm terribly sorry. Um, there's no reason to think you're ever... They're ever subordinate to you. Yes, they're providing you a service, but that doesn't make them beholden to you. You're right. all at the table together to do a thing. So you're all, and, and no chair in theory should be physically higher than the other. So you're not like lording over them. You're just, hey, we're doing a thing. Although that sounds really interesting now that I think about the, it. Yeah, the, yeah, right. Totally. The experience of playtesting your game as a designer as it goes along should change, right? Because you should be narrowing in on like what it was that you were trying to do. Your game, your design should be improving, and it should be, you know, like very early on. Your, you know, many of your concepts may still be kind of like vague. You haven't figured out what it is that you want to do. And so the level of interaction that you're going to have with your playtesters over time is going to change, which is one of the things that's kind of key to when you are as, as a sitting down in a playtest, either as a designer or a playtester, is to be upfront about where in the process you are, right? Because at different times, I want different things out of playtesters when I'm working with them. You know, so part of that kind of like explicitness is that very first, you know, few minutes of sitting down at the table where I say, all right, I think this part of this game is actually pretty solid and I really want to work on that. Or, you know, I'm not yet sure how I want to tell the players, you know, how I want to bring them to a certain place. And I'm 
very much want feedback from you guys on how you would like to be led that way. Those those come at different times in the design cycle. So, you know, like be aware of where you are, where the designer is or whatever, you know, and try to provide that level of, uh, of input. At some point in the process, you're going to have to start turning over the playtest. You know, when you're doing playtests, they need to be blind, right? You, you need to be out of this entirely because a copy of you is not being sold with every copy of this game. Eventually, it's got to stand on its own, right? So at some point in the process, you'll be turning over your game to somebody else with your rule set and saying, you figured this out, right? Exactly. And I'm not going to come in and set, step in and help you. I'm not going to fix. If you start playing it wrong, I need to let you keep playing it wrong, you know, for the, for the purposes of this until it becomes so pointlessly wrong that it's just not helping anybody anymore. But you need to, it needs to eventually stand alone. And that is a, that's a goal in the process to get to. So early on when I'm doing play tests, I'm going to be very kind of like hands-on and interactive and working with them. And as a play test goes along, I'm going to start backing away from it more and letting the players, you know, interact with the document, interact with the rules and the stuff yeah. of the game. We So that, that like I said, it's a, you'll encounter over the course of the show games along that spectrum, you know, so like kind of be aware of where that game is in the process that can, that should influence the way that you deal with it as a playtester. Yeah, I think that's super helpful because kind of parsing between what you should let flow over you and what you should take in and fix in your game, even if it's not something you want to, like, oh, I don't like that, just gut response. Right. Maybe that feedback is good and you need to, you know, just kind of right. parsing Dif- Different that feedback is useful at different times, I guess yeah, is right. my point. The, the short way of saying what I just said. So. Thank you. Now, the gentleman in blue here has been super patient and he's had a ton of questions. So, All right. sir. Fire away. That'd be you, sir. It's you. Okay. So first, so when you're, you know, we talk about you know, things that should go over your head sure. from a concrete. But what about the more sub- more subjective responses? Things like, well, that seems you're talking about things so smoothly, right? Things like, but that's a very subjective thing, or when that you know emotional response. How do you best communicate that without Does, being insulted? I want to make sure I understand your question. Are you saying how do you, how do you, the receiver of feedback? Deal with their subjective well, how response. Do make, how, how, do they, how does the player make you know, play faster? Communicate like say, you know, look, I was, like say, I was. This game seemed to be going fine, and suddenly it just, it just got, I just got really frustrated and angry, and you know, just too close to the just fell apart at this point. Right. Or I'm not even sure when I got angry. I just felt by the end of the play that I just knew I was really. Well, that's, that's a key information to provide. Right, but how do you provide that without just saying it sucked? Yeah, well, like I said, it's, that's that's why we let off with the first, uh, you know, the, the, your first rule is, like, be kind. It didn't suck, hopefully, you know, for it, or if it did, you know. I, I would stay as as zoomed in on the specific moment where it turned for you. Like, the, the, the specific action you were taking, the specific response uh, that the action came from, like, the cause to that effect... And be as like you, you can think it sucks. You, be, you might be ready to table flip everything within six miles, but it's just even if your action, your your response is visceral. Like I hate this. You should have your fingers taken away from you. No one should allow you to write anymore. That's right. You salt the earth so nothing salt, grows here again. Nothing. Yeah. Even if that is your gut response or your your very and, and you've got reasons, man. You pull out the whiteboard. And here's forty five reasons why you should not do this ever again. Keep it focused to the fact of. 
I got to this whiteboard of disaster because A, then B, then C, then D, things happen. Right. And the more thing and fact and object you can point to, the more you can target and go, I got angry when those dice got rolled. And it can just stop there. Like, clamp down on, I got super duper angry after the dice got rolled. <laughs> super <laughs> duper. Bad. Yeah, just, just keep it, keep your, keep the particular subjective emotion tied to a, a practical objective action right. or motion. Right. And, and that way it sounds specific, even though you're secretly seething and ready to like right. smash this person in the face. Right. I, Related to that question is how do you just like if you're in a fight test mm-hmm. and it, it just going terribly like you know what the problem with this fight test was? It was him. It was that guy sitting next to him. Oh the other play <laughs> tester? Yeah. Oh well. then you use this sentence. Forget the game. It was him. Okay. Here, here's what you do. Thanks so much you guys for playing. I really appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then walk. Yeah. Keep always keep in mind when you're doing this, and it's it's we all do it. It's a terrible you know like habit to get into. But the, the more time that you spend among this community, the more that you'll like feel that way. Um, is to remember that while your response is tremendously important, your feedback is tremendously important. Uh, your reaction is not universal, right? You're still one person. You are still like I said, you're a data point. And that thing that infuriated you so much, or whatever for it, may not have infuriated 99% of the players, right? So don't present it as, this was the flaw, right? Always present it as, this was my experience, this is how I, you know, like, interacted with this. This was my problem with it, not, this is the problem with your game. Right. Yeah, I, I think don't that, ever present yeah. the, the, your your response that back is to the player that way. One hundred percent critical because I think that you are absolutely, as a playtester, allowed to be the complete authority on how you feel. Right. So, phrasing your feedback in terms of when this happened in the game, it made me feel X way. Right. You can almost go to the verbal template for nonviolent uh, NVA is whatever it stands for. There's a there's a uh, it's actually super interesting to read about this process of how to do verbal discussions with someone who is really pissing you off and come to a, a a good resolution. And there's this verbal template that goes along with it that starts out when X happened, it made me feel Y, and so something, something, something. But I think that that is probably a good template for playtesting feedback. When this thing happened in the game, my reaction was X. And so you can go wherever from there, but it's hard for a designer to say that you're... I won't even say it's hard. It is bullshit for a designer to say, well, that's not correct. Because what you're doing is reporting on what was your experience of the game. And and I think that's 100% in bounds pretty much no matter what you felt about it. Absolutely. Stay honest with that. If everybody else in the group, you know, that day loved this mechanic except you... Say you so. know, then say so, right? I mean, it's it, that's still important information. That's still important feedback to have, or vice versa. You know, if everybody hated it, but one person was like, "No, I totally saw what you were trying to do there for it," and I think this is a good thing. You know, stand up for your own opinions in it. Don't kind of you know, it doesn't don't don't turn it into a groupthink kind of you know like uh, a wave. Like, get, be completely honest with your reactions to them. You are all useful. You know, you're you're all useful data to the designer. I, I think it's really critical too to um, 
trying to divorce yourself from the idea of something being correct and incorrect right. if you're going to assume responsibility for how you feel. Um, uh, the the nonviolent verbal communication thing I, is something I deal with on a on a fairly regular basis with people, uh, mainly because of who I am, <laughs> and um, or just the experiences I have. And it's it's important to start that sentence of when X happened, comma editor, I felt such and such. If you lead it with I felt, uh, you're immediately going to make the the other person on the end of that get defensive. So you've got to start the clause. That's the when part. Start the clause with the thing that happened. And don't drag it into, despite all want to do so, don't drag it into the idea of well, correct, incorrect, it's right, it's wrong. You are just taking responsibility for how you feel and how someone else interprets that or responds to it is something you cannot control. Right. So it, you it, could say X and they go, what? Ah. It, you have to let them. You also have to be a little bit careful about the way you phrase the first part of that mm-hmm. thing and that it is not it is not explicitly judgmental, right? Because if you begin right. that with, when you were an asshole, it made me feel, <laughs> right. well, right. Yes. Right. 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 and then they stopped listening, right? Right, right. yeah. And when, that, that when was, the game failed, then right. I felt bad that the game had failed. When, when it was revealed, you suck as a human. Right, yeah. You had a question. <laughs> when is the best time to give out the Okay, so you're looking at the, the, the actual like objective structure of playtest time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the good news is there's no right answer. Right. Um, for some people, like for me, I know it sucks. For me, I I want to run through the whole thing because I need to see the whole thing big picture because that works for me. So then at the end of it, I want like all right, lay it all on me. Even if you have to like have your playtesters write down in the middle of what they're doing like come back to this point later like 33 minutes ago you said this stupid thing and here's how I feel about it um, that works too uh, but um, I have found for me my experience based on what I do interrupting something to deliver feedback is a great way to derail the momentum mm-hmm. of what you're doing because then it suddenly turns into right. oh that prompts me to say something third fourth fifth ninth 67th play tester and if that's what you're looking for, if you want to have more discussion than play, great. That's how you do it. You, you have them have, the, have the, the prompting and the question and the discussion come and intercept play, right? right? But if you're looking to say, we are going to play test and then we're going to just lay it all out when we order Chinese food or pizza or your choice of food group, um, then do it at the end. There's no wrong way to I, do it. Yeah, I was going to say, it's, it's really kind of like that's in the hands of the designer depending on once again, their personal style for it, but also where they are in the process, right? Like a, a game that is, you, you should discuss it with them at the very beginning, ideally, right? I mean, ideally, they'll just, they, they will just tell you when you sat down at the table, this is what we're doing and this is the way that I want to receive feedback. If they don't, feel free to ask them because it is it's an important question, right? If they've forgotten, you know, to like make that statement to the players of, oh, don't interrupt in the middle here for this, write it down and save it to the end, you know, so it's a, you know, set, set as much of that up before the game actually, before the test actually begins so that you are in a comfortable place. You know, everybody kind of is on the same page as to how responses are going to happen. And for any individual designer, like I said, the, the, the answer to that question will change over the course of my, you know, months of playtest or whatever. Early on, I may very much want you to jump in and say, you know, well, hang on a second. What's the, you know, what's the point of that? Or, you know, like... This, this this doesn't feel right or something whereas later on 
as I have kind of more firmed up my design for this, I may say, all right, no, wait, you know, like play all the way through and let's talk at the end about how it actually worked. Yeah, as a tester, make a note so you don't forget if you've got a piece of good feedback. I would tend towards offering feedback after the whole thing is done rather than in the middle because of the way that offering feedback in the middle can change the experience of the game. Mm -hmm. Right, if you take a five-minute break in the middle of a game and can't get back into it, then the feedback is not going to be as real because the experience of the game was not what the experience of the game will be when it's published. Right. The end, I guess. Yeah, the end. <laughs> I, I got you. The, the, important, um, I see, the important element here is, if you, let's say, you, um, the classic example I always do when I, when I cover this stuff is, let's say you want to really look at your combat mechanics interrupting that combat mechanic at every step, let's say it's a four-step process, right? You do initiative, you do attacker, you do defender, you do damage. Um, if you interrupt every step in that process, you're never going to get through combat. So, and you, You're looking at the big picture. So you're looking at the whole combat mechanic. So if someone's like, I think you're inter you know, initiative doesn't work for me. We just did it. Like, we, we haven't, you haven't seen it in its constituent group, you're looking at one individual puzzle piece and saying, this jigsaw puzzle's screwed up. Well, it's one piece out of a thousand. Like, look at the whole big picture. And if someone starts to kind of derail as the play tester, step in. Hey, hang on. Right. I, I get, I, I see, I see the response. I see you getting tense. Let's just go through this first and then you can, you know, drop bombs on me. Absolutely. And transparency in that sort of thing above all. Right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, let's make it, make it absolutely clear, you know, what it is. There, there's, there, there should at no point in the process be something where you're, like, where you're covering something up or, right. you know, like, if, if, if something is, like, you know, concerning you or whatever right. for it, you can be explicit about that and say it's like, you know, this, this, you're, you're slowing down the process here for this. I want you to see the whole thing all the way through. Right. Uh, is a perfectly valid response to somebody saying, you know, to, to tell tell somebody in your group, write that down, we'll come back to it. Let's continue with the game is a perfectly valid response. So. The, the, the time when I think a piece of feedback can be very well-timed in the middle of play is extremely early on with a prototype where you can just ask a question like, it appears that your role-playing game is about building a jigsaw puzzle are you sure that's what we would like to spend the next three hours doing is building this jigsaw puzzle? Right. Or is that a terrible mistake and we should instead discuss that briefly right. and reroute and right. so these three right. hours can be useful? Right. Or have I completely missed your point right. of yes. what it was you were trying to do, in which case let's maybe talk about like your introduction to your rules because right. I'm not really clear what we're, what we're here to do. You know, That's a perfect, once again, a perfect time to kind of interject. Of, yeah, but ideally absolutely. that was spoken, that, that discussion happened before play actually begun while we were still setting up. Right. You know, of this is what the game is about, you know, should be part of the instructions that the playtester gave you, you know. Guy right there on that row has got questions. So this is sort of a, another etiquette question. Um, if you have time in the slot to mm -hmm. play the game, let's say it's a fast game, sure. play mm -hmm. it like four times. Right. What, as a designer, what expectation should you have or the playtesters and the playtesters, the point after like three games, there's like half an hour left and you're not really into it anymore. Like send them home. Like, eh, I think I might just walk away. Right. Yeah. Okay. No, no, nobody's forcing you to be here, right. um, you know, on either side for this. If you, if you, the playtester, you, the, you know, uh, you, the designer or whatever, uh, are done before your slot is, right. is over, you don't have to just 
keep entertaining them. Enjoy, you know? enjoy the extra time not, and go exactly, to the bathroom. Right, right now, yeah, I dance. <laughs> right, exactly. Right. You're um, not babysitting these people. Right. It's, they've got stuff to do, too. So, yeah, no, that, that's, that's generally fine. Um, I, you know, obviously the ideal response is, this game was so fun, let's play it again. We've got another half an hour or whatever, you know, but that's not necessarily the case, and it may not be, you know... The, the, the designer may be delighted to have half an hour to sit down with the notes he got from the first 90 minutes or, you know. But as a designer, you probably shouldn't be... If, if you're sensing people are kind of, like, done with the game, mm-hmm. you shouldn't be like, wait, there's one more aspect I want to take. Right. Like, let's do it again. You know, right, like, yeah. Well, you can, you can ask them. Right. Right, but be respectful in your asking them, of, yeah. you know, for this. If it's clear that, like, no, this really didn't work for us and we would all rather go have lunch <laughs> than be here. I noticed that it's 3.30 and I'm not drunk. Let's <laughs> right, solve <exactly>. this. <laughs> Well, I, I can tell you from personal experience, my first play test for Noir World was 11 minutes long. Yeah, right, because yeah. I had four mechanics, I had one scene, I knew vaguely what I wanted, and I said, okay, let's just try this, and we're going to play till the wheels fall off, and I'm pretty sure that's going to happen in 10 minutes. It happened in 11 minutes, I felt like a rock star because I got an extra minute out of them. And then I sat there, and I'm like, what did you guys think? And they're like, you, you, we need more to do. Like, we've just been here 11 minutes. I'm going to go to the bar now. Go ahead, enjoy. Right. Yeah. I'm gonna go cry and puke in a trash can because oh my god, I did a thing. Right. Eleven minutes. There's no like, I have you for sixty minutes, so you're gonna eat your vegetables and not get up from this table. Right. Exactly. No, send them all their way. Everybody's got stuff to do, and you need time to kind of take a step back, take a deep breath, and go. Okay, the world didn't come to an end. Awesome. Everything else I can build from. Right. Cool. And, Good uh, job. Yay. Yeah. And I sat down to play test it kind of after going through mechanics, and I got finished playing it, and I, as the designer, went, that wasn't fun. Okay. okay. Nothing more concrete than that. It was just like, it didn't fall apart, it didn't blow up or fail. It just wasn't fun. Mm-hmm. Right. Some Which games just do that. I myself that feedback, but as a play tester, how do you say to them, we played the game, it, it worked, it just wasn't. You, that it, you pretty much covered it right there. That that's a perfectly acceptable answer. I mean, some games just do just sit there, right? I mean, they work just fine mechanically. There's no individual piece of it that you can point to and say, you know, oh, this is the thing that needs fixing. Sometimes the entire thing it just sits there as a game and doesn't inspire or excite or you know have everybody anybody have fun. Well, if if you've got time, sure. Yeah. Once again, that's like I said, that's not the most valuable piece. But at some point, if we've exhausted the discussion of that, you might the a designer will frequently just kind of like open the floor to, all right, well, you know, like what else could we do with this is once again a perfectly valid, you know, direction to have the rest of the playtest go down. Right? If everybody has kind of agreed of, well, that was good but uninspiring, you know, then let's spend the last 20 minutes of the discussion having already gone through all of that to say, okay, what would be inspiring? And actually accept that, that feedback that way. But once again, there's no, you know, universal playtester, right? I mean, like, the, that answer is going, that question is going to get you a ridiculously wide range of answers, and that's probably the least effective way the designer can be spending their time, you know, that they've paid to be here for, right? So if that's, you know, where the discussion turns, if the designer opens it up for that, absolutely, please do. But once again, don't go there first, you know. One of the things that as you have playtested more and more in many games of different kinds, and you have played lots of games that are not prototypes, Mm -hmm. you'll develop a more 
finely honed sense of what causes games to be fun for you. Right. And and it, as a designer, if you are able to get players with that kind of experience and insight into your groups, that's a, a huge win for you. Um, if, if you have playtesters who can um, describe why something is fun or not, because that, that feedback is useful, that this was not particularly fun, it just sat there and did the thing, but... There's lots of reasons why that can happen, and I think that it is possible to find that out in a dialogue with a mm-hmm. playtester who did not have fun, right? Like, so you can follow up and ask, well, um, did you, w- what was your strategy for trying to win? Did it fall down because you were trying to execute some strategy to try to win and the game did not respond appropriately? Or were you trying things that are not supposed to be inside of this game? And so, of course, you didn't have fun because you were playing golf during a football game? Or, you know, I think that you can examine that question of whether it was fun or not and probably dig into it and probably come up with a good answer. But that relies on a lot of experience of playing lots of games and and kind of self-insight on the part of the testers to try to to tease out And experience is huge for that, right? The more of these, if this is your first Metatopia or your first time, you know, like playtesting, you will feel more comfortable with that as you go along. Once you've done this a few times, you've sat in and kind of like seen the range of things that will be presented to you as a playtester for it, you will have, you know, like you said, you'll have more of a vocabulary to build on and you can compare it to, oh, well, I played this other game and this is, you know, this was a thing that worked really well for me or that I enjoyed, uh, you know. You can oh, use that as a as a discussion. There's a super good list of playtest questions yes. that I tweeted the other day that you should go find. I'm going to find uh, out who the guy's name that, that wrote it. Jump in. Yes, jump in. All right. I think this might be a great way to have an unnatural segue about expectation because card. Car, what's your? I don't want to call you card game guy. What's your name? Ryan. Hi, Ryan. Yeah. Um, one of the things here. One of the things I would flag just as a, I'm hearing you talk is you design this thing and you're playing it, and you didn't think it was fun, there might be a case of expectation there. What, what, you're the designer, like, I need my thing to be fun. Like, it, it's my thing. Did I, why did I make a boring, not fun thing? Well, that's just you bringing some baggage of, like, it's got to be this it certain might be, way. Yeah. For other people who aren't you, this thing might blow their doors off. Like, this, but this is the greatest thing since sliced bread. And everybody's expectation is going to be different. And as a play tester, bringing a thing in to get feedback from others, you can have an expectation that says, well, I'm hoping you guys don't find the soft, squishy bits and poke them a lot. And I hope you guys really like this thing I'm proud of. And if they do, then great. And if they don't, it's easy to feel crushed and over, overly vulnerable. And so the, the best advice I can give about managing an expectation is, they're going to point out a whole wealth of things, both applicable and inapplicable, and a whole wealth of things that are um, kind of in line with where you want to go and not in line with where you want to go. And it's okay for them to say they didn't like something, and it doesn't reflect poorly on the design. Like, it might be really good if 11 people tell you that I, it was great up until this point, and then that one guy's like, it didn't really work for me. You don't have to go please that guy. Right. It's, it's the, the, the collective response, although I am loath to get into collectivism, um, the collective response can be an asset there because, well, you know, if four out of five dentists think that flossing rocks, that fifth guy, well, there's just no help for him. So you, you can kind of let that, kind of let that guy and with the, his gingivitis slide. And, and if, it's, if it's a game, especially if it's your game and you're in the playtest process and you thought it was fun for a while, 
and now you're in that point where like this has stopped being fun for you. If you if you have not reached a point with your game where you personally are sick to death of it and are can only see flaws in it for it, you haven't playtested it enough. Right? <laughs> you know, like that's that's just part of the process, right? And don't just stop there. Keep going because, you know, everybody gets sick of their games, you know, like midway through the process and it's like, this is absolute junk. It will never turn into anything. It's a complete disaster or whatever. Right. Yeah, no, that's, you know, that's 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 baked into the process of, like, playtesting. And like I said, if you haven't gotten to the point where at some point you hate your own game, then you're not playing it enough. So. Wesley Rockholtz is the name of the guy who has, it's a list of ten playtest questions on Gamma Sutra. His last name is spelled Rock like you'd expect, and then H-O-L-Z. The thing that I think is super good about this article he wrote that is basically a, a top ten list, but he talks about why each one of those questions is useful, and they are all questions that are set up to elicit specific feedback that illuminates a question like I didn't have fun. So one of his questions is you should ask testers how long it felt like they were playing the game rather than writing down how long it actually was. Because if the game is 15 minutes long but people continue to report that it feels like 40, that is... is Sure, yep. Actionable data, he said, sounding like a douchebag by saying actionable <laughs> data. But Are you ready to but, crush it? Like, it is... <laughs> that's much more useful to you as a designer than hearing that it was not fun, right? So you can maybe... I'm talking in a circle now, but, but I think that his entire list of questions has useful stuff like that that can help you get at the actual problems that are behind it wasn't fun. Right. Excellent. Other questions? People in the back rows. Just kind of hanging out. Any questions, any issues, any anythings? Something that came up before that I'm going to yeah, please. come back around to is uh, we were talking before about negative feedback and kind of saving the designer's feelings. And I think that the compassionate response is great. But I think it's important to keep in mind that saying nice things is not a better thing to do if you don't agree with it or like telling someone that their game is great when it isn't is right. not a it's service not to them right yeah um like continuing to employ someone or if you're a manager in life and you continue to employ someone who can't do the job and is not doing it well and could instead be not wasting their life doing a job badly it is actually often compassionate to let that person go because there is a job for them out there somewhere if this is not the design that this person should be making it is perhaps the most good and compassionate thing to say do you know what let's Let's have a frank conversation about the game of 24 card hands. Maybe not. Let's. Um, and so I, I. It feels crappy to give that feedback sometimes, but I right. think that it is the morally correct thing to do in many circumstances. Sure. You know, hard truths, yeah. you know, still like need to be said, right? I mean, it's that you can certainly couch them as, you know, like softly and as respectfully right. as you yeah. can. But, yeah, but this it, is a wildly is. unnatural perspective for us who are from the Midwest who go about <laughs> saying nice things all right. the time, right? Yeah, so exactly. Well, you're in New Jersey now. You can talk to them. <laughs> Welcome. You, you can say what you mean. It's all let, right. Let here. me you tell you how right. we speak out here. There's, exactly. Let me introduce you to these cultural mores that we have here. That lady right there had a question. Uh, I didn't really have a question. I oh. just wanted to sum up what you said. I mean, easier to remember thing is say what you 
Right. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. That's a God, so here's here's on a shirt. one of the worst things that has that I have ever witnessed in a play test, and it will so like think of this if you think that it's going badly. I was playing in a test, uh, and it was a game that was I think pretty close to being kickstarted. And one of the players, the guy who was presenting, it has a very very distinctive style. And one of the testers said, "This was pretty close to the end of setup, or we were like in the second turn." He said. God, the only thing I like less than this game is your style of teaching it. (laughs) So it's not going to get that bad. (laughs) Hopefully. (laughs) And so then the rest of us all kind of devoted the rest of our game to beating down that guy in the game. Yes. (laughs) I think the worst piece of of playtest feedback I ever gave to someone uh, granted, uh, my sobriety may have been in question at this particular moment. I, I believe my comment was, well, at least it's all in English. <laughs> and it was, um, I mean, it was a bad session. It had gone poorly, and everything had been interrupted, and, and it didn't feel cohesive. And he, this, this designer swore up and down it would be, you know, like, we are, we are weeks away from kickstarting. I, I got all the pieces in play. We're good to go. And, and this is the first time I'm playtesting it. Oh. And... Um, there is a. I think we might want to just stop for a second and recognize that there is an order to this operation. That you, you don't just see people kickstarting and getting these large, vast sums of money, and then getting around to, well, maybe I should play this thing and see if it works. Right. Um, just like you don't want to um, send a book to be published when you've only written the first chapter, because, well, that's a chapter, not a book. So, um, yeah, it is important to often, particularly as a playtester, question, well, how far do you think you are in this process? Or right. what's, what's the next step for you? Where are you going after we give you this feedback? Right. Helps you sort of frame like the rest of whatever you're going to tell them. Thank God it's in English. Or I'm so glad like I'll be out of this room and away from your teaching style in two minutes, etc., etc. But the... It, it's um, the more the more boundaries you can make the play tester give you, the greater structure you can use in your feedback compassionately. Right. Ask these questions up front yeah. for this. When you sit down, Fred, it doesn't the make first you a bad table, person. It does not make you no. It makes you a tremendous help, actually. Yeah. Because frequently the actual designer who is sitting down has a head full of things for it, and they may yeah. not get the details. Yeah. You know, they may not get out everything they wanted to say in those first five minutes. They may get distracted or something. So if there is something that has not been made clear to you, you know, as you're sitting down to play, if the designer forgot to bring it up, tell her, you know, hey, this was not, uh, you know, the, how, I, I, I still don't know the answer to this question before we start. I still don't know what the focus is of this, you know. Or what your style yeah. is. Of at doing the beginning that. of a test, be, I am super explicit. focused on making sure I printed out all the right? cards. Exactly. Yeah. And so right. probably so, I will not. Exactly. Yeah. The, the Where does designer, my pen go? Ideally, that's the designer's job. But if the designer doesn't do it, call them on it. You and can say help. you can help. Right. Exactly. Make it. Make it. We work. probably got time for one more. Yeah, we got one more. So Yeah. Like in a play test, what if you just hit this game tag? Like everybody else seems to be doing fine with it, you just cannot figure it out as a play tester. Say it, so? It I was no going to say, yeah, say so. Or yeah. be, or once again, if you've been directed, hey, 
I don't want this chunk interrupted. Write it down and come back to it at the earliest, you know, like break that does come up for it. Say so. I am so yeah. sorry. Like it, it, and start it with. I. It looks like all. I feel really bad. It look, like, looks like six of you really get this, and it's just not clicking for me. What am I doing wrong? Walk me through this one more time. Yeah. And and be as clear and handholdy as possible to get somebody where they need to be. You're not looking to have them like handhold and then go, "Oh my god, I love this mechanic." They can still hate it, but make sure you're hitting all the steps like maybe you as the, as the doer of this action are forgetting a thing like there's too many steps and you can't do 11 things when all you need to do is two and that will help highlight that piece of feedback for you right exactly like i'm not but getting once again you well are you doing all 45 for steps no well okay maybe then we need to talk about why you have 45 steps to accomplish this task so it's okay not to get things just talk about it right i think that's it yeah Yay. Thank you all very Yay. much for coming. Cheers. Have an outstanding show, people. Thank you, thank you. This show does not work without players for this, and you guys are absolutely key to everything that happens here. So thank you for coming, and thank you for doing these playtests for it. Thank you for providing all of this feedback. So, talk to you.